Hey, Ray Magliozzi here. I'd like to carry more parts at my shop, but I just don't have the room. Every time I go in the back to get wiper blades, I trip over a dusty crate of Honda air filters, then bang my head on some GTO radiator hoses. eBay Motors never has that problem. They stock all the right parts at the right prices. 122 million of them, with everything from new headlights to vintage gear shifters. I can't imagine being able to stock 122 million parts. I mean, where would I get all those shelves? eBay Motors, let's ride. Now an important message from Exergen. A critical new FDA study proves that the widely used non-contact thermometers are not accurate and have high probabilities for false negative readings. New COVID strands are on the rise and non-contact manufacturers are being irresponsible at a time when accuracy matters most. Accurate temperature measurements are essential. Don't wait. Switch to Exergen because they are accurate and backed by over 100 clinical studies. Be sure, be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com. About Super Bowl halftime. The show on NBC took us back. Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg kicking it off. Kendrick Lamar. And Mary J. Blige wearing thigh-high mirrored boots. A surprise performance from 50 Cent. And the super hyped up crowd cheering on Eminem as he took a knee. Stacey Lynn, CBS News. In the stands at the big game, royal cousins, more familiar with a different kind of football, Prince Harry and Princess Eugenie. They visited each other on both sides of the Atlantic since Harry and his wife Meghan left the confines of the UK and moved to California. Eugenie's father is the embattled Prince Andrew. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make 200 to $300 this year. Wow. That's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GEAR for 25 cents a gallon or more cash back on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code GEAR to earn 25 cents a gallon or more on your first tank. That's code GEAR. Hi, this is Mallory Swaim with Matthews Insurance. Our agency is celebrating our 75th year in business in the Athens area. We are thankful to our great clients and outstanding companies we represent, like Ohio Mutual Insurance. With Ohio Mutual, we are able to provide you with comprehensive coverage for your home, auto, business, or farm. We would be honored to provide you with great service and call you a client of ours. Give us a call at 740-593-5573 or Google us, Matthews Insurance. Friendly, reliable, local. We've all got our daydreams, right? Little things, big things, things you know one day you'll do. Then out of nowhere, cancer. And all your plans don't change a bit. I would know. I'm about to jump out of an airplane with my dad. Our first time skydiving solo. And my second year since starting cancer treatment at Ohio Health. All right, dad, let's go. You keep making plans. 
Visit ohiohealth.com slash keep making plans. From Gerza Realty and Building, it's Larry Conrath, the only Larry Conrath in real estate. Larry Conrath, he sells houses. Larry Conrath, he sells houses. Larry Conrath, he sells houses, farms and acreage too. For the only Larry Conrath in real estate, please call 5913015. 5913015. What was that number? It's 5913015. Call the only Larry Conrath in real estate. Hi, I'm Kim. And this is Ruth. Please join us every Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth Show. It's not the Kim and Ruth Show. It's really. (laughs) Tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth every Wednesday morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics. And all aspects of healthy living. But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen. Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to Make It Happen. What's your favorite high school sports memory? A late inning rally? A game-winning shot? A photo finish? Maybe it's a pep rally or a pregame ritual. Maybe it's the euphoria of a late night bus ride home after a hard fought win. Maybe it's having pizza with teammates after the game. Now, imagine if it never happened at all. School sports need your help. With budgets getting tighter, it's more than the games that are on the line. It's all the traditions, the community pride, the culture of your hometown high school, plus all those memories that are on the line too. What can you do? It's simple. Buy a ticket when you can. Go to a game. Take the whole family. Let's do everything we can to keep those cherished school sports memories alive. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. I-N-E-P-T. Inept Tech. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Coach Turf, you took your inept football team down on the farm this past weekend to play the Engineering Institute of Eastern Industrial Organizations. Well, that's right, and boy, that is a mouthful. So what we do, along with everybody else in our conference, is we just shorten that to E-I-E-I-O. And what kind of game was it? Well, it was a fine ball game. You know, we did play a fine ball game. All our boys on offense played a fine ball game, and our defensive team did give a real fine effort, and I am real proud of the way our special teams played. They played a fine ball game. And of course, you got to realize that Coach McDonald's boys over to EIEIO, they did play a fine ball game as well. So what all the fans seen, what went down to the Barnyard Stadium down on the farm to watch that ball game when everything was all over, said and done with, was a fine ball game. Coach McDonald's team came into the game undefeated and... Not only that, they hadn't lost no ball game. I was wondering if you were able to put a dent in that loss column. Well, that's right. You know, I'm glad you asked me that question. We did put a dent in the loss column. Uh, uh, unfortunately, it was uh, our loss column what got dented and wasn't theirs. They're still undefeated in the conference. You know, they 5-0 and zero in the conference. Looks like they're going to win the conference again. And we did come up on a short end of the score. And what was that score, Coach? Well, I believe when everything was all over, said and done with, and they had totaled up all the night, it was 77 and 8. 77 to 8 would be one of the worst uh, losses in recent memory, Coach. Well, I'm glad your memory is so recent because they beat us, I believe it was 112 to zip just last year. So it was a great improvement over the game the year before. Well, that's right. That is a bright spot at the way we, way we can look at it. You know, even though they've done one the conference, uh, I believe it's not seven out of the last eight years. We did do better than we did last year. 
And I'll be back with Coach Turf right after this message. And the Art Turf Show is proudly brought to you by Chocolate-Covered Valentine's Day Strawberries. Coach, with a 77-8 loss to discuss, I'm sure you'd rather talk about the 8 than the 77. Well, that's right. You know, eight points, that's more points than we've scored in any ball game this year. We did get ourselves a touchdown in this ball game. We used what I like to call our football reverse chip sweep in that ball game. I've not heard of that play before. Well, it was a surprise ball play. You know, we uh, d- decided to spring that as a surprise so Coach McDonald's boys wouldn't know it was coming. And uh, it worked like this. You know, we had the ball in the own 33-yard line there in the second half. We decided to put that play in. And when uh, quarterback third and 12 takes a snap from center, he's supposed to pitch the ball out to Needles Norgan, our wide receiver coming back on the flanker reverse to the left. But instead of pitching him the ball, he takes up one of them cow chips pitches him in them cow chips and then uh, shortest summers comes around he pitches him the cow chip going in the opposite direction then half pine hines is going in the opposite direction he pitches him the cow chip and they pitching that cow chip back and forth in the backfield sounds confusing well coach. that's the whole idea it was confusing to their ball players and then, and by that time third and 12 he's pitched the ball out to needles norgan and needles he's got the ball he's running around the end ain't nobody knows where he's going except in the end zone nobody knew he got there till he scored a touchdown and you got a two-point conversion on top of that. Well, that's right. We also kicked not only the ball, but a cow chip through the uprights. So we got one point for the ball and one point for the cow chip. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N. Where else? I ask you, where else would you hear something like that? Only at the leader, 970 W-A-T-H. We have so much fun here. And it could be funner this morning. But it still was good. We'll talk about that in a moment. Looking up here at the screen in front of me, they say it's going to be 62 degrees on Wednesday. Wow. Well, Scott, good morning. Good morning. And, um, Mercy, we had a game last night. What game? Um, the Sugar Bowl, <laughs> I think it's called. Yeah, I wish it would have been a sweet game, but wasn't to be. Yeah. Doggone it. Your impressions? Well, I've been saying to you have far more sports knowledge than I do. The Bengals were not even picked to get even close to the playoffs. Matter of fact, they were picked to have a losing season this year before the season even began. But when you got a Joe Burrow in the locker room, a Joe Burrow on the field, these guys rally around him. And I tell you, one instance that showed me a lot of that last night was when uh, Joe got knocked out of bounds pretty rough. And every one of those players on the field that were on the field there, the 11 
10 other Bengals all ran to his defense. Mm. That's how much they care about Joe Burrow. However, again, back to them, not even supposed to have a winning season this year. Not only did they have a winning season, they won the AFC North title, which hasn't happened for years. They won all three playoff games, which hasn't happened for years. They get to the Super Bowl, which hasn't happened since 88, I think, 1988. Yes. I mean, you know, come on. I mean, you talk about exceeding expectations and leaving Bengal mania fans with lots to look forward to, not just next year, but the coming year. So, um, I said this morning I was not going to talk about some questionable officials' calls last night. There was a lot of holding going on by the Rams' defense that I saw. Of course, the Bengals did too, but they were obvious calls for the Rams that were not called. Um, When the Rams were driving on that last drive, and it was third down, and the, the officials called a bogus holding call on the Bengals linebacker. Even the announcers said they did not see a hold. That gave the Rams a first down. That would have been fourth down coming up. The Bengals stop them on fourth down. They win the Super Bowl. But, again, I wasn't going to talk about it. But, for me, that switched the game. The ending of there gave the Rams four a new set of downs. And then they score a touchdown. And then to see the Bengals even drive back up the field there uh, with a nice pass to Jamar Chase, I think it was. And then Joe got sacked the last play of the game. Uh, that was not his fault because the offensive linemen, yeah, they played a whole game. Yeah, they're probably a little tired. But they missed crucial blocks at a crucial time in the Super Bowl. And that sack should have never happened. The Bengals had a couple drop passes uh, that that hurt. Um, back to the <clears throat> the holding calls. There was one in the first quarter that the Bengals probably should have scored a touchdown on. Instead, they got a field goal. The replay clearly showed the defender pulling, uh, I think it was T. Higgins' jersey, and it was stretched out, clear back to the defender. An obvious holding call. It was not called. Um, Again, that would have been a touchdown for the Bengals instead of three points. Um, So there there were some, a little bit of lopsidedness. And again, you know, both teams, you probably could call holding on every play. But the blatant obvious ones are the ones that did not get called from what I saw. And I hope I'm not too far off center if I am. I don't think I'm very far off. However, back to the positives the Bengals will take out of this. Things look great in Cincinnati for years to come. One thing they addressed in the post-game press conference last night was uh, to strengthen up that offensive line. And uh, Joe's getting hurt way too much for an NFL quarterback. Luckily, he's only 25, but 25-year-olds can get injured too, as we saw last year. Um, Joe's right knee got bent underneath him last night, and he laid there and looked like in pretty serious agony. Mm -hmm. But he knew it was a Super Bowl, and he got up and 
got off the field and went back on. The next series of downs, they ran the ball to keep uh, keep them away from Joe, the defensive line. Um, so with their explosiveness and a year under their belt, a Super Bowl appearance, I will not be surprised to see them win it all next year. Of course, it takes some luck, takes some skill, takes some breaks. Uh, but uh, there are some wonderful things in the Bengals' future. And uh, one of the documentaries I saw is how Joe Burrow has changed the culture, not just in one season. A lot of pro athletes will tell you this doesn't happen in one season. It happens over time. But that Joe gets results. And when you get results like Joe's gotten, and yes, we're going to continue singing his praises because deservedly so, once you get those results – the culture changes to winners and not just playing another season. Maybe we'll win two games. Maybe we'll win three games. No, it's not that way anymore in Cincinnati. And these came from very well-respected Hall of Fame professional football players that said Joe's been able to do that in one year, which is unheard of. So uh, I was part of a group that has watched each of the postseason games. Yeah. And um, uh, we've been thrilled along the way. And then um, we weren't terribly disappointed last night. But we were, of course, hoping for a win. Of course. We had been invited to um, a half dozen other events to watch last night. But we chose to just do this this small neighborhood thing that we've been doing all along. And uh, we played the superstitious game. In other words, uh, we ate the same foods we've had each time. Did (laughs) you sit in the same chairs? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) And um, it was a a good game to watch. Oh, it was fun. But, of course, it came out short for us. Yeah. Um, folks, I I am impressed with the Burroughs family. We've been over that many times. Oh, yes. And uh, nothing has changed there. So. Um, and outside of the football stadiums, what Joe has done for Athens, southeastern Ohio, right. the Hunger Relief Fund. I mean, he, we are so proud of of our native son here and Athens County, Southeastern Ohio. Couldn't be more proud of that young man. Understood. We have a caller. Good morning. Tickety poo. Tickety poo indeed, Don. Yeah. Well, I'm proud of him. I'm proud of the Bengals. Who day, every day. That's me. I've been with them since 69. I'll stay with them till the day I'm gone. Well, it's 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 looking brighter than it has been in the over the past few years, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. We was we was watching the game. My friends and her whole family and neighbors was all there, and we was talking. And her dad said, "You watch last two minutes. The officials will take over the game," mm-hmm. and they did. Yes, they did. Yeah. All through all through the game. The announcer was saying, well, they're letting them play. This is a Super Bowl. 
after the last in the last two minutes it changed that old time screw the Bengals, excuse my French. Mm. But they no, we got brighter days. It's gonna happen. Definitely. All right. And I've told y'all all season and other people, if they get an offensive line that can protect Joe, the Bengals will not lose a game. Mm-hmm. That's how good Joe is. Well, it, it, it wasn't a terrible game to watch. Uh, no. But when he, when he went down and he laid there with that leg, I'm thinking, oh, God, here we go again. Yeah, he, that, he had that like, grimace that they – they showed twice in replays oh, yeah. of the pain yeah. on his face, and my wife goes, oh, you know. Yeah, we all did. Yeah. And, I mean, it just like a hush salad over in, in the room was there watching. Yeah. yeah. And, no, but he is he is an incredible athlete. I, you can't take nothing from him. Indeed. Did you see uh, Robin's face, his – his mother and his girlfriend when Joe went down. I, I oh, was, yeah. I was reading uh, Olivia's lips, though, Yeah, when she said it, and she kept saying, he's not hurt. He can't be hurt. He's not hurt. <laughs> but uh, and then, yeah, it was a heart-stopping moment for Bengals fans. Right. And then you know, that last two minutes of the game, when, when they went down and scored, they put the camera on Joe, and, he, and I read his lips. And he said, "No problem." Yeah. No problem. Yeah. He said, well, "All, all good." Yeah. He said, "It's all if, good." If the officials had let him play, Bengals would have won the Super Bowl, I believe. Guaranteed. But it's it's like every game; it's whoever the officials want to win. And it's or, sad that it came down to that towards the end of the game there too, with that bogus holding call that was called on the Bengals. Linebacker oh, yeah. when he knocked that pass down, that makes it fourth down right there. Yes, it did, and it's just like uh, Rams are going to win. Yeah, and if the officials, I don't. Know, sometimes I think them dudes are bought off. I can't help it. <laughs> well, I can't go that Maybe far. Not wrong. But, you know, we have. Um, as you know, Athens has a long history of having NFL officials. Right. And um, when I think of the fellows that I've known over the years that have done that, I thought each one of them, each one of them was a quality person. And um, we have a couple yet still involved. And I... You know, they don't have the luxury of a replay camera. Once in a while they do, but rarely. And I would hate to have that responsibility. Yeah, but when it's obvious, Dave, that's different. Yeah. They're getting paid a lot of money to officiate that game, too. Yes, they were. And I, I... it's heartbreaking. I'm, you know, I'm not going. I'm not going to lie. I was. It tore me up. Yeah, it was yeah. a bummer. Yeah. But they put a. You know, a lot of people saying, "Oh, the Rams will kill them. The Rams will kill them." No, they didn't. Yeah. We knew better, didn't we? Yes, sir. 
That's why I kept saying <laughs> we're going to win. Yep, me too. Scott, can and the officials uh, or, or either of you, can the officials review every play? No. There are some things that are not reviewable. Okay. And that's what's bad. Yes. Because some of them that needs reviewed, they can't review, and they should have been, and it had turned a difference. Yep. Now, some people say the Bengals got away with one on that long touchdown pass with uh, T. Higgins, and the defender fell down, said that he grabbed his face. Well, you know, his hand was there, but that stuff happens all the time. But hands of the face like that, too. And for him to get up and say that that should have been a penalty on the bank, well, maybe it should have been. But you got away with one in the first quarter when the same guy was tugging on T. Higgins' jersey in the end zone there. And did you see the replay, how far Higgins' shirt came out of his – from away from his back? Yeah, and I, and I hollered. I said, "Where's the holding?" You know, yeah. and then that's what Napa said. Well, they're they're letting them play because yeah. it's a Super Bowl. I didn't need a replay to see that obvious mm-hmm. holding call. <laughs> it was well, just unfortunate. I, you know, it's terrible. It's unfortunate that it came down to that. Really, to yes, it did. To instead of well, letting the players win it. If you noticed on the replay, he didn't close his fingers around that mask. His no, hand he was didn't. wide open. When he came across, yeah, and and he, I think the official seen him do that. I think it was a flop, which yeah. it was. Oh yeah, he knew he got beat. He was beat. Yeah. He had to do something to make it look like he was. But, well, but too, you know, then the defense, but that cup, that that dude is awesome. He's an awesome receiver and a player. Which one? Number ten, cup. Oh, yeah, Cooper Cup. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, yeah, he is. Man, he was getting open a lot. Oh, Apple couldn't protect him. Apple yeah. couldn't cover him. Yeah. And why they didn't double team. Yeah, the, uh, the safety was a little bit late on coverage, too. Yes, he was. And yeah. that didn't help the Bengals either. When the, no. The cornerbacks were wait, expecting a little help from the safety. It wasn't there. No, it wasn't. Oh, well. And the Rams took advantage of it. Yes, they did. That's that's the difference <laughs> between a good team and a lucky team. Yeah. yeah. So, now we just wait till next season, right? Next season, and we will be back. All righty. It's going to be fun. Win. Don, thanks for calling. Oh, thank you guys for putting up with me. <laughs> uh, okay. we, we share in your sorrow. Yeah. Y'all have a great day. Thank you, too. Likewise. All right. We are 970 WETH, and um, we started out, uh, of course, talking about the Super Bowl game last night. And um, there's plenty of other things we could talk about as well. Well, before we get away from that, I wanted to mention the commercials. A lot of people watch the Super Bowl for the commercials only. Mm Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm guilty of that if there's teams in there that I'm not really interested in. So, but none of them really caught my attention, except Jim Carrey when they re-resurrected the cable guy and his uh, commercial for Verizon. And uh, 
The other one was uh, Dr. Evil from the uh, Austin Powers movies with Mike Myers. Mm -hmm. That was a pretty good one, too. Um, but other than that, um, uh, one of the local commercials that caught my attention was Ohio Health and Cancer Prevention. Yes. That they, I thought that was nicely done. Um, seemed like there was a lot of animation in there. I guess the the football commercial with the animated football players, <clears throat> excuse me, that were made into cartoon figures, previous players, not current players, but previous players that used to play. And then uh, they <laughs> were bashing through walls and trying to recover fumbles and catch passes and everything else. And the the two kids that were in there that were – coordinating this game uh we're standing there in the room and the room was torn up the house was torn up and the parents walked in and said what happened here and then grandma bust through the parents and said it's football baby <laughs> that was a good one too i i thought the the overall tone of the commercials were different this year um there was less selling and more uh, engagement. I, I don't know how to put it exactly. I didn't see a lot of product presentation. Yeah, yeah. Um, which to spend six and a half million dollars for thirty seconds on, I found that interesting. Well, we that, had uh, a caller a moment ago. Yeah, call back. Right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, six and a half million dollars was the price. For a 30 second spot. And uh, the one screensaver commercial that went on for 60 seconds uh, apparently crashed their website because people were taking their cell phones and capturing that image on their cell phone as the screensaver was bouncing all around, you know, the screen there. 60 seconds of nothing but that screensaver QR code. Oh. And it, and it, and it crashed their website. It was okay. for a, I thought that was intentional. No, it was for a crypto oh. business. Oh. Oh, well. Good morning. You're on the air. Never make JW wait, sir. Sir, we, we've tried not to. It's against my religion to allow that to happen, sir. Okay. Just letting um, you know. Aye, aye. Go, Joe. Go, Joe, baby. Yeah, baby. That's what I'm talking about. That kid will be back. Oh, yeah. That was a winnable game, though. And... Um, they gave it away. It's the first game I've seen that they gave away. I uh, I didn't like some of the play calling. You know, I don't, you know, if you're going to go for something, on, I don't know, you know, the 49-yard line is going to haunt me the rest of my life. Yeah. I mean, you don't know how to handle the 49-yard line? Come on. Uh, and uh, just the play calling was just uh, not good. Uh, I don't know how you have a half of keeping that that pass rush off him and then you totally lose it in the second half. I I don't get that. Uh, Maybe they made adjustments, but come on. Barely touched him the first half. And then you get the second half and it's like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Totally agree. He got (laughs) through the line way too much in the second half. Yeah, and what did you do different? I mean, did that line just wear you down? I mean, I know they brought in all that money, but, uh, to, to, you know, with Von Miller and all that, but come on, what are we doing? Um, 
I don't think Joe was healthy on the last drive. I think he gutted it out. Uh, he'll never tell anybody how he felt, but I don't think he was totally healthy to Agreed. be able to escape that pass rush. Agreed. And um, but he'll ne- he'll never he'll never own up to that. No. Uh, he'll never own up to that. Tyler Boyd's going to see that slant in his sleep. That if he gets that first down, <laughs> yeah. probably changes that game. Yes. Uh, you just you just can't. I, I mean, I called it before he threw it. I said it's Boyd time, and he dropped it. Yeah. I mean, if I could see that, Boyd could have saw that. You got to hold on to that, man. Yeah. In a game like that, you got to look in every pass. Did you? See, I I don't know if you were able to see this or not, but he turned his head and looked upfield right before the ball got to him. Because he was trying to catch it, and get because the. The play was designed behind the line, catch it and get the first down. He was trying to get it first. Yes. And go for the run. You know, you got to get it. You yeah. got to get it. And look, Tyler's great. Oh, I yeah. got to give it to him. Sure. I'm going to be hard on him. He, he's been great. Uh, but he was one of the keys. He, sure. he was one of the keys. But they tell you from day one in fall camp, even spring camp, you got to look the ball in first. That means you catch it yeah. first. No, he, that's right. That, that was, that, that's inexcusable. But the biggest thing that bothered me was I, the Bengals did not use Chase correctly against that defense. Yes. If you line that kid up and do more sweeps and put him in that running back, he is so fast. That's how you – and why didn't you do that? Yes. Why didn't you do that? I said that a couple times. you got to get the ball to Chase more. You got to get him in the offense, but you got to get him in the right position. Yes, and they were wait. They they've done it before. <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking. I I real I I. So I I just think they got out coached. That's all I'll say. I just think they got out coached. Yeah. Ultimately. That too. Uh, I, I I I think when uh, the Rams were marching down the field for that last touchdown. Cincinnati should have called a timeout to rest that defense. Give him a second because he was in that rapid fire down the field, down the field. I know they, I know they had three t- uh, timeouts, but that's, that's when the good coaches know when to call one. And they should have called one. Give that defense a break. Give him a breath. And, I mean, I'm not going to blame it on officials, but that eight-yard line holding call, Come on, what are we doing? Jeez. What are we doing? Yeah. You, you you can't call that. That yeah. changed the whole game. Put yeah. it down to four 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 yard line, first down automatic. Yeah, that, that changed the game. Bogus call. Yeah, that changed the game, and that's why I didn't want it to see. They let them play the whole game, and then you call that. Yeah. <laughs> wow, no pis. Uh, well, maybe one toward the end or something, but nothing major, and then you call that with like a minute left in the game. Yeah. I I just uh, and you still what you know you have what you wanted Joe with the ball in his hand minute twenty five I'll take that scenario every time oh yeah I'll I take was it every time with thing. a healthy Joe and a defensive a line that can keep that those people off him I'll take it every and using Chase right I'll take it every time agreed but yep didn't happen J yeah. J W yep happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to you too, buddy. And uh, yeah, it was it was just a lot of fun. 
good. It was a good game for the most part. Quick game. Ten, when was the last time, Scott, you saw a game over at 10 o'clock? Uh, not often. A uh, Super Bowl game at yeah. 10, which is about the way it ought to be. That was beautiful. Yeah, even with a, what, a 35, 40-minute halftime show. And then, oh, was it 35, 40? I thought it was like three days. It uh, seemed like away, that a couple times. I thought it went like three days at least. Uh, yeah. They, I, don't, I, think I don't they, care about that crap. They shred it down to two days. Yeah, anyway. I don't care about that crap. But, yeah. But, yeah, it was I, I, it was a good game, and um, I had no problem when it was over. I just turned the radio, yeah, turned it off and go to sleep. You know, I didn't want to see it. You know, so I, I, I was good. Mm-hmm. I was good. I didn't want to see anything else. And yep, me too. I want to see McVay running around. They, they, you know, they bought that championship, and kudos to them. You know, did they you, bought it. Did you uh, listen to our many hours in advance? It was beautiful. Thank you so much. That was beautiful. Yeah, that was so wonderful. It was great. That oh, coverage was so much. I mean, I got nothing against the Cincinnati folks. They do a great job. And they're wonderful. But that was beautiful coverage. Okay. Just wonderful. Do that as often as you can. That was awesome. Well, All right, it was something here, different. But, yeah. I think we did nine hours. And it was, it was, it was uh, beautiful. Okay. I'm, yeah. I was a little concerned about it. but uh, well, I, I would do that. And I would do that, say, if you can, for like, Depending on the NBA championship, you know, if it comes down to something like that, I, I think about doing something like that too. It, it, it was good. Thank you. Yeah, and maybe the, a World Series game too. It was, yeah. that, that was perfect. Good, and, clear. That was wonderful. Yeah, even good the, job there, Dave. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. Even the NCAA championships, I think, would be cool to have that too. Hey, Dave, I think we are becoming uh, popular. I was sitting in the doctor's office the other day waiting <laughs> to get some blood work done, and a guy said, JW. I, I hear you giving Dave a hard time on the radio. I'm like, that's not me. I said, that's an imposter. <laughs> so you're a star, Dave. You and Scott. Well, I, I don't mean to be. We just want to talk to our community. I got you, brother. Okay. But thanks for letting me talk. Thank Take you, care, yes, sir. You bet. Bye-bye. All right. Well, let's see here. So anyway, back to the, the uh, commercials there. Um, if we can, just for a moment, those, uh, again, like I mentioned, I didn't see a lot of product presentation, a lot of them, but I don't know if they were trying to position themselves in a, in such a way. And I thought there are too many electric car commercials in this, but then I thought, well, maybe there's not because every maker wants to feature their new electric car. The coming thing. And then I thought, how is everybody supposed to charge these? Like, you know, how you wait in line to get gas sometimes? Mm-hmm. And how long does it take to charge a vehicle? Made me think of that. This was like was totally off base from the game or the commercials. I have a couple of neighbors <clears throat> who have electric cars. And how do you pay for it? Well, they just drive up to their driveway and plug in. I, I'm well, not I mean, sure I understand. I mean, what about like if you're out and about Okay, the somewhere. city of Athens is putting in more and more charging points. So uh, how do you pay for that one? That that was my question. For all I know, there, there could be no charge or there could be some sort of um, thing with a credit card. I don't card know. Card reader, something like that. I don't either. Yeah. Maybe... Uh, Maybe good guy Dave Russell can let us know how that works, too. But anyway, the commercials were, meh, I give them a okay. They were just okay for me, with the exception of the ones I mentioned sure. 
earlier. And um, let's um, let's let's move on a little bit. Uh, today is February fourteenth. Yes, it's the day after the Super Bowl, but mercy, folks, please uh, remember each other, your sweethearts. Um, do the best you can to make this a special day for them. Besides that, it's National Organ Donor Day, National Football Hangover Day, <laughs> National Clean Out Your Computer Day, National Cream Filled Chocolates Day, and National Ferris Wheel Day. Have you um, a Ferris wheel? It's they're kind of neat. I haven't done too many of them. I suppose a half dozen times in my life. Yeah, they're they're okay. I l- I like roller coasters. I guess I like the ones you stand up on. Ah, the roll that twist and corkscrew and upside down and all that good stuff. Let's see. T- yesterday was a Galantine Galantine's Day. Galantine's Day. I don't know what that is. G-A-L-E-N-T-I-N-E-S. Help me out with that one. While we're waiting, it's National Cheddar Day yesterday, National Tortellini Day yesterday, and National Pork Rind Day. Now, Galantines or Galantines, what do you got? Uh, Let's see. What is the meaning of... Galentine's Day. According to the uh, Merriam-Webster Dictionary, Galentine's Day is a day for women to celebrate their friendships with their lady friends. Essentially, the meaning of Galentine's Day is Valentine's Day for your gals. Okay. So it's a day for gals. Ladies. So gals and vows, huh? Yes. <clears throat> Today is vows. All right. Um, see what's in the news. Oh well, we we should do this first. So on this day in history, the date, of course, February fourteenth. In the year twenty fourteen, Pope Benedict. The eighth crowns Henry the Second Holy Roman Emperor. In the year 1076, Pope Gregory the Seventh excommunicates Holy Roman Emperor Henry the Fourth for the first time. Sounds complicated. Anyway. 1797, the Battle of St. Vincent, Cape St. Vincent. The British fleet under Admiral Sir John um, Jervis defeats the larger Spanish fleet under Admiral Don Jose de Corba y Ramos near Cape St. Vincent, that is in Portugal. Also, Captain Horatio Nelson distinguishes himself. 
1876, Alexander G. Bell and Elisha Gray apply separately for telephone patents. The Supreme Court eventually rules Bell to be the rightful inventor. 1929, St. Valentine's Day massacre in Chicago. Seven gangsters killed, allegedly, on Al Capone's orders. 1971, on this date, Richard Nixon installs a secret taping system in the White House. You sure heard about that later on. Okay, famous birthdays. Babur. B-A-B-U-R. He was born on this date in 1483. He died in 1530. He was the founder of the Mughal Empire and the first empire of the Mughal dynasty in the Indian subcontinent. He was a descendant of Timur and Genghis Khan through his father and mother respectively. Frederick Douglass was born in 1818. He died in 1895. Frederick Douglass. Frederick Douglass was an American, an African-American social reformer, abolitionist, orator, writer, and statesman. After escaping from slavery in Maryland, he became a national leader of the abolitionist movement in Massachusetts and New York, becoming famous for his oratory and his incisive anti-slavery writings. Uh, Two more to go here. Mickey Wright, who... uh, Wasn't she a golfer? Yes. Okay. Well, she was born in 1935 on this date. She died a couple years ago in 2020. Mary Catherine Mickey Wright was an American professional golfer who played on the LPGA Tour. She became a member of the tour in 1955 and won 82 LPGA Tour career events, including 13 major championships. Wow, that's a bunch. Sure is. Carl Bernstein, still alive, celebrating his 78th birthday today. Carl Bernstein, if I'm not mistaken, is a member of the Bob Woodward, Carl Bernstein writing pair. Uh, Let's see. He's an American investigative journalist and author. While a young reporter for the Washington Post in 1972, Bernstein was teamed up with Bob Woodward. The two did much of the original news reporting on the Watergate scandal. Okay, I've got um, a famous death to mention, and that is that of James Cook. He was... um, Captain Cook, by many people's knowledge. He, <clears throat> born in 1728, died on this date in 1779. And he is James Cook, a British explorer, navigator, cartographer, and captain in the British Royal Navy, famous for his three voyages between 1768 and 1779 in the Pacific Ocean and to Australia in particular. He passed in Kialakikua Bay, Hawaii, on this date in 1779. Uh, he was um, 
shall we say, the first European to set foot on the island of Hawaii. By the way, he would never leave the island alive. Okay, this last one's got me a little puzzled. It's Dolly the Sheep. Oh. Now, um... She was the first cloned animal, wasn't she? I don't know why this is here. Yeah. Okay, but she was born in 1996 and died on this date in 2003. So, yeah, made it about uh, seven years. Dolly the sheep was successfully cloned in 1996 by fusing the nucleus from a mammary gland cell of a Finn Dorset ewe into an enucleated egg cell taken from a Scottish blackface ewe. Carried to the term in the womb of another Scottish black-faced ewe, Dolly was a genetic copy of the Finn Dorset ewe. Okay, Scott, you're a sports guy. I've got a, a trivia question here. Who is the only person to play in both a Super Bowl and World Series? I'm going to say Deion Sanders. Well, you're right on it. Oh, good. Okay, they gave us the, the a couple choices. Oh, Bo, I didn't know you had choices. Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders, Jim Brown, and Jim Thorpe. But Deion Sanders, 50% of the people taking this little test uh, got it right, and you did too. I think he played for the Cowboys in the Super Bowl and for the Atlanta Braves in the World Series in baseball. And Falcons. Atlanta Falcons, too, yep. And the Yankees. And the Yankees, yes. And he also played for the Cincinnati Reds. Yes. For a little while. That's right. Okay, so we can put these away. I think I have the printed sides all mixed up. Um, about seven minutes remaining. Um, there seems to be a worldwide or at least nationwide lightening of um, some of the remaining pandemic restrictions. This shift, they say, could have large benefits. It could reduce the isolation and disruption that have contributed to a long list of societal skills. Things like rising mental health problems, drug overdoses, violent crime, all sorts of bad behavior. But it's got its downsides, too. Millions of Americans remain vulnerable to COVID. The largest group of the vulnerable, by far, is the unvaccinated, who have the ability to uh, protect themselves and have chosen not to. I had my, um, I think I've mentioned this date before, I've had my booster on September, it was either September 8th or 9th. And um, I 
I think they've said five months after you've had your first booster, you're now eligible for the second booster. And uh, they're particularly interested in getting the second booster to those that have health issues. I'm not in that classification. My wife is. Uh, but uh, I will get it as soon as I'm allowed. Let's see here. Is there any need to go on with this story? Well, the story is from the New York Times, and they certainly are encouraging people to give a second thought to their refusing um, the vaccines and the boosters, okay? We have a caller. Let me see. Get the right button. There we go. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I heard you mention the pandemic and comparing it to drug overdoses. The pandemic hasn't got a thing to do with that. The people choose to use drugs. They overdose because the same choice was made. Well, this was the New York... It has nothing to do with mental health. Okay. Um... You know, they won't stay screwed up. Well, they won't change their mind. Can you believe that some people have become screwed up because of the whole mess? Or don't you agree with that? No, I don't agree with that. Okay. They'd already set their way in this life before that. Okay. There's nothing that just comes around one day and then disappears. Well, I, I, I respect what you're saying. I'm just saying there are some people that have been so troubled by the whole thing that it's added to whatever misery they have. Now, one thing I learned years ago was, you know, there's only one thing in this life you can't kill, and that's human weakness. Uh-huh. And there's a bunch of weak individuals in this country. Okay. Make uh, sense to you? It does. It does. What uh, what do you think we could do to help them? Go back to work. Okay. Well, hopefully that can you come guys about. Have, you know, I'll leave it at that. You guys have a good day. You do a fine job. Thank you, sir. Thank, Thank you. you. All righty. Um, let's see here. What else do we have? Got some political news, but I don't need to do that. We only have three minutes left. Um, let's put the New York Times away. I have another thing here called the most and least educated states in America. And again, this is not enough time to do this, but. Um, Scott, where do you what do you think Ohio ranks? Fourteenth uh, since today is the fourteenth. <laughs> yeah, that that didn't work. Um, Ohio ranks thirty fifth. They also rank thirty fourth in median annual household income. But in terms of educational ranking, thirty fifth. Now, who do you think might be first? Um, 
Massachusetts. You are on the button. Well done. Number two, Maryland. Number three, Connecticut. Number four, Colorado. Number five, Vermont, one of my favorites. Number six, New Jersey. Seven, Virginia, another one I like. Um, well, you get the point. New Hampshire. Okay, let's see who's at the bottom here. So, as we said, Ohio is 35th. Now, at the bottom of the chart, I'm sorry to say, our neighbors, West Virginia. Right above them, Mississippi. Above them, Louisiana, Arkansas, Alabama, Kentucky, 45th. We're out of time. Maybe we'll get into this in more detail tomorrow. By the way, the mayor is on on Thursday. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Ukrainians are desperate to leave their country as preparations ramp up for a possible Russian invasion. Correspondent Holly Williams is in Kyiv. Ukraine is now close to being encircled by Russian forces. And there's fear these intimidating military drills are a prelude to the Russians moving in. It's thought an invasion could start with airstrikes. Kiev's subway system also serves as the Ukrainian capital's biggest bomb shelter. President Zelensky says he is not evacuating his family. Czech Airlines is adding three flights that had been canceled from Kiev to Prague because of rising demand. Hours after Canadian officials cleared protesting truckers from the busiest U.S. border crossing, police chief Pamela Mizuno is warning. Any unlawful activity in the area will not be tolerated and officers will take the necessary action to keep the peace and traffic flowing. Truck drivers had blocked the Ambassador Bridge between Detroit and Windsor, Ontario for almost a week over Canada's vaccine mandates. A 15-year-old member of the Russian figure skating team's gotten the okay to go ahead with the individual competition after she tested positive for doping ahead of the Winter Olympics. CBS's Jamie Yukas is in Beijing. Today, the Court of Arbitration for Sport announced it based its decision to allow Valieva to compete on the fact she's a minor and also because the results of her drug test were received.